on everybody you're listening to episode 153 of the kings and race podcast my name is cody armor i'm here with shelly walter hello and joe morgan gadzooks <laughs> today we're talking about the switch finally getting youtube awesome new movie trailers funimation and funimation leaving vrv uh which is sad because i like listening watch, watching in dub and well, i'm gonna be losing a lot of anime yeah. Like, I have VRV, and one of the main reasons is for anime, so I don't I don't know. Anyways, we'll get into it later. Uh, special shout-outs to our Patreons at patreon.com slash Grace, Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Michael Miller Jr., Casey Cavill, Jason Wilkerson, and Scott Early. Thank you guys so much. We mentioned on the last podcast, we're going to be able to go to Pack South. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's because of you guys, and it's not... A paid vacation. We get to go and uh, do a bunch of outreach. Uh, we're going to be talking to game developers, kind of introducing ourselves there, but also giving out resources that are uh, sharing the gospel with people as well that are con goers. So it's super, super cool. And we couldn't do it without you guys. Before we get into the the main part of the podcast, though, uh, on Monday, which is when we were recording this, so it's, it's very fresh for us, uh, we found out that Stan Lee has passed away. Uh, if you don't know who Stan Lee is, he is a legend in, in the geek world. He, if, if you're watching anything from Marvel, it's very likely that he either created the character or wrote something for the character or played a part in that in some way uh he is one of the most influential people in in my life uh i kind of got my geek start i've always played video games but i i really dive deep into pop culture with the start of the you know hulk and iron man when those movies came out uh, and that's that's all rooted with him Mm-hmm. So uh, he's kind of helped shape a generation of of bridging the gap between geeks and the rest of culture. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, if it mean, weren't for those movies and and everything, we would still very much be just the weird kids in the corner that enjoyed the superhero stuff. Yeah, totally. I one hundred percent agree. You can even if. You, you consider yourself a geek and someone else doesn't consider them th- themselves a geek. There is still a high chance that they are interested in, you know, the MCU or like Spider-Man or, you know, superheroes just became such a big thing because of this guy. They became yep. into this whole thing that you just without Stan Lee, I can't even imagine what comics or superhero movies or anything superhero related honestly at all would look like i mean obviously yeah. dc is huge right but a lot of they dc and marvel really played off each other quite a bit too so mm-hmm. yeah he humanized a lot of characters too i mean that oh, was definitely. kind of his thing was to make these characters relatable to people mm-hmm. and not be the superman where you have you know this completely 
it's hard to relate with an all powerful uh like alien Mm -hmm. yeah i mean one of the reasons i was i just saw someone posted this quote that stanley it was at a uh, conversation sorry a a con is what I'm trying to say. Is that a con? Okay. Convention. Somewhere. Convention. Gosh. I was like, conversation. No, no. <laughs> convention. Is <laughs> that a convention somewhere? I have no idea when or where. But he was saying how one of the big inspirations behind creating the X-Men was because uh, just because you're different in some way doesn't mean you have to be a bad person, that you are a bad person in any way. You know, everyone yeah. in X-Men. There are obviously villains in X-Men, but there's heroes too. And it's just all matters on, you know, what you're given and like what you decide to do with it. Um, and that's definitely very relatable, even though we don't have superpowers. <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I I think that there's, there's a solid chance that Geeks Under Grace as a ministry would not be a thing if Stanley or at least what he stood for didn't exist. Uh, like, I think he made that much of an impact on the culture that there is a need for a ministry. There are people, uh, it's, it's a large enough demographic and I, I credit much of that to him. So I mean, our, our founder was a huge comic fan. Yes. Yeah. Very true. So. Uh, anyways, He's going to be missed uh, immensely. He is a legend. And so I want to make sure that we gave him uh, a spot Mm -hmm. in the podcast. He will be a part of history. I mean, his impact will go far beyond um, our lives. (laughs) I think it's going to be generations to come. People talk about Stanley. Anyways, you guys have been playing some video games. Kind of changing the subject there. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been playing many new things. I still have been playing a little bit of Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. I'm still playing Smash. Nothing's new there. I'm really considering getting a Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu would probably be the one I get, but I'm gonna get Pikachu too. <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to get Eevee so we can no, trade. No, okay. It. My roommate is getting Eevee version. Her favorite Pokemon is Arcanine. Growlithe, you can only get in the Pikachu version. Right. Uh, so, that's, what, that's why I'm getting Pikachu. Yeah, I like exactly. the exclusives better. Yeah, so I... Okay. And, but she does not like Pikachu. She only likes Eevee. So that's why she's getting Eevee. But um, that was sort of the decider for me. was like, oh, I'm kind of interested in this game. Like, I've, I've kind of wanted it. But if my roommate's going to get it, maybe I won't. But then that's like, because of that, I got to... So, but I don't know if I'm going to get it right when it comes out or what. So I, I think I'm going to wait until a core Pokemon game comes to Switch. Okay. I have fun. I mentioned this earlier, <laughs> but I've played so much of Pokemon Blue, and then I played Pokemon Yellow on yeah. my Pokemon Stadium like N64 thing on the TV, mm-hmm. and then I played Fire Red and Leaf Green so that I could. I played Fire Red all the way through and got all 150 Pokemon. Yeah. But I also played Leaf Green far enough in that I could get the Pokemon from Leaf Green because that's yeah. what you do when you have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> so that I could get the Pokemon onto my Fire Red version. 
Yeah. I played a lot of hours into that story. Yeah. But Giovanni, I, he's a he's a character. I think he'll be really good. <laughs> I just I'm sure it'll be great. It looks I, awesome. At this point, I think me and my roommate have just talked about this. We both are feeling the itch to buy a new game, and we've both been settling for not new games. She's playing through the Fire Emblem series. I'm still playing through Sacred Stones and Fire Emblem. I'm still trying to play Smash. I'm trying to hold out to Smash Ultimate. But I think I've come to the realization that that's not really going to happen. I might just need to get Let's Go just to fill in that time. I want, okay. I want I mean, something new. <laughs> how, how long is that time between there? It's like it's a, just a couple of weeks, right? Like Yeah, it is. Because I also do know that if I were to just... If I didn't get it right when it came out, if I got it after Ultimate, I'm not playing it. Right. So, it's a thing. It's fine. I'll make it work. I haven't played any <laughs> new games, is what I'm trying to say. Is that I want to okay. play a new game. So, if anyone else has played games. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Blackout. Call of Duty 4 Blackout. Um, I've got nine squad wins now. Wow. Trying to get that 10th win here pretty soon. <laughs> I don't have any solo or duo wins, but we've got nine squad wins, and it's still as exhilarating as ever. Um, mm. Played probably 15 to 20 hours of Tetris Effect. Wow. That game is real good, and I see spinning Tetraminos when I close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it really is really good. There's uh, my, my one complaint with it is that it has no multiplayer. Mm-hmm. At all? No. None. Like, will it? Does it have plans to? I don't think so. No. Oh, that's interesting. So it's all a single player, but there are like online leaderboards and things like that. Oh. Okay. But there are like 20 different modes, and some of it is literally called like chill. It's <laughs> it's meant to just vegetate out, kind of, you that's know, cool. get that. Yeah. So yeah. I've played a lot, and, and I'm going to keep going. It's a lot of fun. I figured something out today, 15 hours in, that I didn't realize until today when I accidentally did it. So, okay, it's uh, yeah. I, the more I play, the more I find out like that I can get better. Like I'm getting better. My scores are getting better. I say, who knew Tetris could have surprises? Right. <laughs> uh, I it's it's. I've been waiting for a good Tetris game to get into, and I try to pick them all up over the years when they release new Tetris games. This is mm -hmm. the first one that has genuinely completely hooked me. And mm -hmm. they use audio-visual effects in there so that when when you're moving the pieces around, you're basically remixing the music. Oh. So you're, you're kind of helping create the music as you play it. So play, play it with headphones in or something. It's $40. A lot of people are complaining that that's way too expensive for a Tetris game. And I think that if you play this, if, if you like puzzle games, it's this is going to be worth the forty bucks to you. It's okay. I've, like I said, I, mean, I've gotten, I assumed it was a full price game, so that's not yeah, just forty. And and I've already gotten fifteen twenty hours out of it already, so that's huh? pretty good price per hour. Uh, played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I got my boat, so I'm still very close to the beginning. Tried nice. to take out a fort. By yourself? How'd that go? <laughs> I tried to take out that fort four times. 
Oh. <laughs> Tried. I walked away. Uh, I, I got super close one time and was going to do the very last thing in the fort. Somebody saw me and lit a bonfire, and before I knew it, I had three mercenaries on me. One of them had a bear with him. Okay. <laughs> so I did not succeed in that. Yeah. It's real good though. It's it's a fun it's a fun uh, Assassin's Creed game. Cool. And then, so Nintendo released that mobile game Dragalia Lost quite a while, maybe two months ago. That's I've right. had it downloaded forever. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of it this week though. I played maybe half an hour of it. It's it's still super. I mean, it is mobile. It is basically an action RPG. Mm-hmm. But the levels take like 15 to 20, 30 seconds max. And then you have a boss battle that takes not much longer than that, at least based on what I've gotten into so far. Oh, weird. It, it feels like a Tells game, but I don't know. I feel like it, there's nothing substantial there to keep driving you forward. And the story elements are still unlocking new game mechanics. But. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For a mobile offering, this just doesn't... It's not sucking me in. Then again, very few mobile games suck me in, so that's probably not a surprise. Hmm. Well, that's all I've been playing this week. Cody? Uh, not much. I don't want to get too deep into Red Dead again, just because I've already spent a couple weeks on it. Uh, but the storytelling has really caught me off guard. I, I played the first you know, part of the game. I'm, I'm almost done with it. I will probably have it beat by next podcast or the one after. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the beginning of the story is very cut and dry. Like, you're an outlaw. You're trying to run away. Uh, and it's very repetitive in that way. You get caught. You try to run away again. Yeah. And that's been, that was the basis of the story. I think, I think there's six chapters. I want to say it's six chapters and then two epilogues. And I am in chapter six. And around chapter four, the story just like completely turns itself on its head. Like it's just gets really that they, they make some interesting choices in a good or bad way. In a good way. Okay. I I will say that there was a part of it that I was I, I'm trying to stay away from spoilers. Got it. There's part yeah, of it that yeah. I wasn't a fan of just because I wanted to. Um, it, it was like, it, it kind of takes you out of the open world a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I just want to, I just want to go do wanna stuff. Do all I don't, don't want to be stuck to this story piece. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy 15. Oh, okay. I can Now you get totally to that last half that. and you can't go back. Yeah. I see. Uh, That's annoying. Why, yeah, why, but do, it's, it's a, why do open world games always do that? They're like, hey, it's open world for the first like half of the game and now... For story purposes, you're locked. That's right. an interesting observation. Not that way for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And it was it was short-lived, <laughs> and it was in the middle of the story. So it wasn't okay, like yeah. I got locked out at the very end. Yeah, that's uh, that's better then, I think. Other than that, though, like, it's just... And the, the, the story beats are just so cool. Like, it's just not something that I expected from a video game. Uh, and the way that they tell them is um, very creative as well. Nice. Yeah, I. That's all I'll say on it. I won't get. I'll, I'll probably have some more final thoughts later on. I haven't played, but I downloaded the the RuneScape for mobile. I downloaded the RuneScape. 
the room. <laughs> I say the anymore. I don't know why. I don't know. Why. I don't know how this started. I really don't know why I heard that either. <laughs> I said the Twitters the other day. <laughs> the Facebook. <laughs> I it was the Twitter. I was like, yeah, they said something on the Twitter, and my wife was like, really? Can you show me the how to tweet on the Facebook? <laughs> Back in my day, RuneScape was the game to play. Was it the RuneScape or was it RuneScape though? It, it was RuneScape. Yeah, that's what I thought. This this RuneScape yeah. is so RuneScape, it's the RuneScape. RuneScape was the game that all the people who couldn't afford Warcraft, World of Warcraft would play. Yeah. And so there's a mobile version of it. It's like the classic. A ton has changed in the game over See, the years. That was very different for me. The game that you played when you couldn't afford RuneScape back in my day was either <laughs> Guild Wars or Lineage 2. Were those free games? Lineage was a free shard type game. And okay. Guild Wars was like a f- uptime, upfront shards, and then you never had to pay a monthly fee. Okay. RuneScape has memberships, and I don't know about this mobile version. I haven't really looked into it. Um, but when I was when I was a kid, when I was in like middle school, you could download it, and then you could play it for free, and you could do a ton for free. But if you play the premium, you got better armor and oh, yeah. these locations that were, were even better. But the open world of that game was pretty massive, if I remember correctly. Um, so we'll see. I think it's really cool that it came to mobile. It, it is kind of like 20 years old, though. Maybe not that quite old. Yeah. 10, 15 years. Old, old game. I used to go like you could dress up as a monk in the game. Mm-hmm. You could have like monk is kind of a class you could do. They weren't classes. Are we talking like skills. Shaolin monk or like kind of Shaolin monkish? Like they did not really. They had hoods. They were like it was this brown. But it was a melee class or staff or something like that. Or I think it was like a staff type thing, like cleric type thing. Okay. You could pray. You're like you prayer okay. was a power you could use, a skill you could use. Yeah. But I would get the. There's a little pendant that you'd get, and that made your prayer stronger. And then I would wear the robe because the robes made you stronger. And then I would go out into the city. This was like. This was after middle school. This was in high school when I became a Christian. I got real bored for a month, and I would log into RuneScape, and I would give people a coin, like one gold coin, just for nothing. Like, I would trade them, and I'd give them the gold coin for free. And then I would preach to them on the game. Wow. Don't know if I ever made any difference. But people were like, wow, thank you, because it's free money. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I would be like, you know what? It's better than this free gift. The free gift of salvation <laughs> that's so cheesy but yeah. i mean it is something right it's a true story um wow i would street preach in runescape probably not gonna do that i don't know if i actually changed anyone's like lies or anything but i did that for like hours every wow. once in a while for about a month that's crazy yeah weird thing but yeah i'm not i'm not playing a lot right now it's been a pretty pretty busy week pretty busy month Yep. But we got a ton of stuff going on in the news, releases and stuff. Yeah, so getting into the news, Nintendo Switch has finally gotten a YouTube app. So if if you didn't have 18 other devices to play YouTube on, you can yeah. download yeah. it on your Switch <laughs> and play now. Oh, that's nice. I, you could have it on the big screen or you could like immediately put it on your on a handhold. Hand yeah. Held. It seems very efficient that way. Well, so, and that's that, that screen's going to be bigger than your phone. True. Right. Yeah. I, I love how I can just imagine. I haven't done this yet. 
Um, but just having it propped up while you're you're watching it or something. Yeah. I think that's that's cool. I yeah. like that. I want Netflix on there. I've used Netflix on the Wii U to like watch it on the TV and yeah. then pick it up to go to a different room. Well, you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer probably. They don't have any plans currently to get Netflix on the Switch. Man, that would be <sighs> so fire though. Maybe so fire. Really Sorry, it, people would be really into that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. I was gonna say maybe depending on the success of YouTube, Netflix might might do an app. Who knows? Because like with the Wii U, like I said, I would do that, but it didn't have a very far reach, so I could go to the bedroom and it would end up cutting out on me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was great for if I'd be like cleaning the house, and carry that around with you, and then when you're done, you just pop it back into the TV. Yep. Yep. Uh, also, this week. Final Fantasy, so Square Enix did not get a good report on their quarterlies, and mm-hmm. a bunch of DLC has been canceled for Final Fantasy XV, on top of one of the heads of Final Fantasy XV leaving the company. Wow. That's a little dramatic. I mean, I, it was probably for a good reason. I don't know what the reasons were. I'm just saying that's that's a lot of just stuff. Choices. <laughs> a lot of choices. Yeah, I guess it's, that's by what I say. Yeah. Decisions. It was the, the director of the project. But I mean, he delivered a finished product at that point, right? How much DLC were they planning? I don't know, but I believe if I read it right, I could be wrong. Please correct me. Uh, they had only delivered about a quarter of the DLC they were planning, which is bananas because that game came out like three years ago and has been getting pretty steady DLC ever since. Wow. Maybe it was called Final Fantasy XV because they planned 15 years of DLC. Gracious. that's I mean, what do you do with Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> then? Because that's an MMO. You play both. They had 14 years of... <laughs> Look, I like Final Fantasy, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> My thing with that is the original DLC that came with Final Fantasy XV... Uh, what was it called? Pass. Season Pass wasn't that awesome like the first one felt very corridor gladiolus and then i played promptos and i like promptos it was this open world area but it was a very small open world area i didn't even get to iggy's because ignis i don't know they just didn't they didn't sell me on the first two yeah. a new recipe <laughs> like if this would have just been a cooking show I would have been sold. Maybe that would have been that, cool. <laughs> wow. I'm going to be really upset if that was one of their planned DLCs. Even if they... All they need to do... They don't, this doesn't even need to be DLC. Just upload because they love having Final Fantasy content, even if that's not DLC. They have the anime, right? They had the movie. Yeah. They just need to put different like tasty videos have you ever seen tasty like those short videos where you cook food (laughs) but i want iggy to make just a bunch of food and actual food like actual recipes i think i saw a tasty video that they did around the game when it came out that was him doing it okay they just need to do that more i would watch that so (laughs) hard (laughs) <laughs> it would be cool if they make these DLCs because these DLCs obviously have stories to them. They could just make those anime stories. Right. I guess I have no idea how much, that. how long did it take them to make that anime, I suppose, is a good question. But yeah. if it is story-based, I think people would still want to know about it. Yeah. Netflix is turning everything else into anime. Netflix. Hook us up. Yeah. The problem is they're just going to, they're going to want money. 
everybody wants us money. Yeah. Because if they're not releasing DLC, we can't give them money for for in that way for gameplay. But and if That's they're releasing on YouTube, they're, we're not paying them for that either. So yeah. Uh, final news for today: Sunset Overdrive has gotten a PC release date, and that game came out two or three years ago. You can check out geeksundergrace.com for my review of that when it first launched on the Xbox One. Sweet. Yep. Getting into the... I never played it. That's the one with like the crazy mohawk. Dude, stuff, yeah, right? so it's a big open world. A lot of like uh, grinding on rails and that sort of thing. But you have zombies that are made out of... Ener- like they were turned into zombies by the energy drink. Okay. Overdrive, <laughs> I think was the name of the energy yeah, drink. Yeah, okay. Wow. I've, I've seen stuff about this. I know it's a fun about. game. I mean, you can launch rockets at dudes while you're grinding on power lines. Right. Yeah. That's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those sort of fun zombie games. There's there's fun zombie games, and then there's like sad and serious zombie. Yeah. Games. It's it's I don't one think of there's the any other types of zombie games. Right. It's one of the open world games I enjoyed enough to finish. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, getting into the pull list for this week, we have several notable releases. Hitman 2 comes out this week. Someone with Sean Bean, right? He does oh, have a mission on this one, yeah. He they gonna c- die. Yeah. I think they called him the <laughs> immortal or the unkillable or something like that because he keeps coming. Yeah. He keeps dying and coming back and undying. The undying. The undying. You, yeah. The undying. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's, they're very awesome. self-aware with their DLC, which I think That's is really cool. clever. Um, And that's made by Square Enix? It's Eidos. Yeah, but but it's published okay. by Square. Yeah. Okay. Um, also coming out this week, one that I I'm still I haven't heard anything about this. Fallout seventy six. I think it's gonna be a real quiet release. I think That's it's weird. gonna be. Everyone was freaking out about it when it was first announced. We're mm-hmm. freaking out about it because it's not what anybody wants. Yeah. I don't I, care. I've never played Fallout, but I like the drama. I think it's just like going to be out with a bang and a whimper. <laughs> I mean... It depends on how much story there is. I mean, if it gets released and there's more story, but it seems very MMO, which is what they wanted it to be. It's not right. MMO at all. It's more like... Uh, and this is the reason that I avoided it. It's going to be more like Rust, the way I understand it. Have you ever played Rust? It's a survival yeah. game where you just terrorize other people. Right. Yeah. And in yeah. this one, they're giving you nukes. So that sounds like an absolute nightmare to me. Like, there's nothing appealing <laughs> about the description that I understand of that game. No, I I don't I don't want to be a jerk, but I really hope it crashes and burns so hard they never do anything like this again. Mm-hmm. They nuke the idea. <laughs> yeah, just give me Fallout <laughs> the way bad. that I want Fallout. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're gonna you'll get another Fallout soon. Uh, soon is relative. I mean, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You think it's going to take longer? Uh, you don't know the way that that studio works, dude. I know. We've had Skyrim on toasters. <laughs> I mean, they're they're <laughs> talking about... They're already talking about, like, Starfield or whatever that game was going to be. And then... Right. The next Elder Scrolls game. They have... Like, this is the, the only Fallout thing on the horizon for probably seven or eight years. Which I think is real, real sad. Because I don't think this is going to well, do Fallout well. Well, 4. When was Fallout 4 released? Two or three years ago. Two or three? I bet in two or three years you get an announcement for the next Fallout. I don't I don't know. If this thing nah. burns that hard, they may scramble the fighter jets to get something together. 
Well, then it won't be good. Right. Eh. Every every Fallout game is buggy. Every <laughs> Bethesda game is every Bethesda game is buggy. That's true, but they're still amazing. Yeah, I don't think this one will be though. I hope it's not. I'm such a poo pooer. I never do this. Thing. Yeah, Joe. I love Fallout games. I, yeah, I'm like, I hope it does this well. Is, I hope it's a good. This game. This is the old man in me talking. Like, back in my <laughs> back day, in my Fallout day. was a different thing. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Take I, a newfangled Fallout and leave. I think even if it is successful, they would not abandon Fallout as we. Oh, they'll it. never abandon Fallout. I mean, it's definitely one of their cornerstone franchises. But I mean, even if this is successful, they're not going to make another one instead of making a, a core Fallout. I think it's going to be kind of, if anything, they might all like. Go back and forth on him. Yeah. Which I would hope. I, I don't need another one of these anytime soon. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, also coming out this week, Spyro Reignited Trilogy, which I am actually interested in. I was at that age where Spyro would have been right up my alley, but I was more of a Crash Bandicoot kid. Dude, I loved... I only played... I played a couple Spyro games. I had... I played one on, I don't remember if it was GameCube or Wii. It was one of the two. Um, but I don't think it's one of the ones that they're remastering. And I also played one on the Game Boy, which wasn't very good because it wasn't a classic Spyro game. It oh. was a, like a side-scrolling game. I think one I played was Game Boy Advance. Right. It was weird it 3D. Was, um, it was like a top-down It 3D. was one that they had... Spyro in like interacting with the villain from like Crash Bandicoot and then vice versa. Cortex? And so, uh, yes. Weird. That is yeah, weird. Yeah, they had like a they had a Spyro fighting him and then they had Crash fighting Spyro. Yeah, they were basically crossovers. So I played Spyro's crossover. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. Especially on Apparently a Nintendo not good. console. I don't I mean I played them when I was a kid, so Apparently they're not good. <laughs> Apparently they're not good, but I liked them because I didn't have a That's very crazy. strong taste in what what good was. Huh. But either way, I'm excited for Spyro Reignited. I'm so excited that I'm waiting to see if there'll be a Switch version. You got your Spyro I... in my crash. <laughs> I love the idea of these to- these complete remakes of games, like this complete overhaul of the graphics not just making it hd but actually yeah remaking the games that's this sort of is what our vision is for a lot of remastered or re yeah you know hd games we always think oh like they're gonna completely change it and a lot of times they don't i mean wind break hd was gorgeous right but they didn't change mm-hmm. that much graphically from the GameCube. And the same with Twilight Princess. Right, they added a they, few they kind of, and... Yeah, it's kind of like, it is prettier. But they apparently... But this game... They apparently did change some of the physics in Crash, though, right? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, in Crash probably. Bandicoot, they completely yeah. redid it. Yeah, I just think it's really I, cool. I love, I'm a big fan we, of it. We always talk about Shelly and I want a Zoomer and Sunshine Yes, remastered. oh my gosh, please. I would want it to be this. Me too. Wow, I don't Odyssey's, want... Odyssey's, like, yeah. stuff. Nintendo apparently doesn't know how to do 
this type of thing. Because everything <laughs> I was thinking of is all Nintendo from old to new. This one's not Nintendo. So yeah. if they could get their crap together by looking at this saying, oh my gosh, look, it's their HD kind of like remastered, but there's also three of them in one. Yeah. That's like, I love that. There's nothing bad about so, that in my eyes. Yeah, like, we'll get Super really Mario cool. 64. Especially, especially, I mean, Sunshine and Galaxy. Yeah. I, I want <laughs> I want the Metroid Prime trilogy. Yeah, me too. Give me that. That would be really cool. I think with they a top-down remake. really need to do that. I mean, because I didn't like, have a GameCube. I didn't get to play the Metroid Prime games. I know a lot of people get really annoyed. I mean, you're it's like rebooting a movie, telling the same story again. But those are better than these HD remasters that we've been getting. Like, that's a story that, like you said, you didn't get to experience those Metroid Prime stories. If you could have a top-down remake that it makes it a modern mm, game. I don't want... That, that makes it fresh Wait, for you and for people. What who do you mean it. top down remake? Because now I'm picturing the camera angle being top not down. Not top down. No, like <laughs> not a, top okay. down, but like complete, complete remake. Yeah. Not just a. And I don't think people overhaul. would. Yeah, I think, I think people would be really big fans of that too. Because I mean, we always got upset right when. Ground up. That is what yeah I from meant. the ground up. Um, when LJ the switch fixed it. when the switch first down. came out. And we had all these games coming up from the Wii U to the Switch. And they're like, look, it's a, it's like the deluxe edition. Like, this wouldn't be this game deluxe. It would be this trilogy remastered on the Switch. And I think Samus doesn't get enough love. Metro doesn't get enough love. So I think yeah. people will be really all over it. Yeah. If they're yeah, smart definitely. enough to do it. I don't know. I mean, I think they could be. I think it'd be really easy for them to implement the type of controls that they put in, say, Splatoon. The with the like you move around your controller to aim. I would be so like I, I love those controls. If they like had those as an option, so and put those in like Metroid. That'd be really cool. It's funny you're talking about a remade Nintendo game with motion controls because. Pokemon, <laughs> let's go Eevee and Pikachu come out this week as well. <laughs> okay, I guess I didn't think about those when I was thinking about... But no, no, I think this is a good example of them. And, uh, well, good yeah, and bad. great example. I think it's a good example graphically and mm-hmm. gameplay-wise. It's not a good example because it's still a spinoff and they have it connected to the mobile game. But yeah, I did... Yeah. So they kind of know what they're doing. I don't know why they don't do that with Prime. So We'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then the final game coming out this week that's notable, Bit Trip Runner 3. Uh, I guess it's not called Bit Trip Runner this time around. But Runner 3 comes out to the PS4 this week, and it was already out on the Switch. Man, the the Runner games are pretty neat. They're like platformers, but they're rhythm-based. If you've never played a Runner game, I would definitely recommend you go check them out. They're, they're pretty cool. But that is it for games this week. Cool. Have you guys been watching any movies? I'll just say off bat. I, I got one I want to watch, but I've not watched it yet. What, mo- what movie? Movie season's coming yeah. up. I want to see Bandit King with, with Chris Pine. Oh, I just released it on Netflix. I've not had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. How about you, Shelly? I don't think I've seen any movies this last week. Mid-November comes around. We'll have a lot of movies. Harry Potter should be coming out soon, right? Ooh, I didn't even think about that, but I think you are right. I think that's coming out sometime soon. It should soon. be the next few weeks. Yeah, it's in November. It is November, Harold J says. Mid-November. Yeah, that's going to be one I will 
probably see. I don't know if I'll see it in theater, but I'll definitely see it sometime. Either way, definitely see it I haven't seen any in the last week, though. Cool. Well, let's get into all the uh, movies that are coming out later on. Right, because yeah. That's most we get of the some news. exciting... Got some exciting news for what our summer's going to look like movie-wise. So we got yeah. a teaser today for Tour Story 4, which is the first we've publicly really have heard about Toy Story 4. I feel like yeah. I've I've known about Toy Story 4 because of uh, uh, random news, screen rant, stuff like that, because of Tom researching. Hanks said it was really hard to record the last part. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, where those are just kind of things are related but here's an official disney showing the world like yeah toy story 4 is the thing basically I've, I've talked to a bunch of my friends today who had no idea they were making a toy story 4 and they're now like no why are they doing this again like then toy story 3 was ended on such a good note that they just shouldn't bring so it back is out, andy but... still gonna be the owner in this one <sighs> probably not it's probably gonna be bonnie i don't know we'll but... see I I don't know. I think a lot of my friends are really pessimistic about it. I'm less pessimistic about it because all their movies have been really good and they know that it's something beloved that they know mm-hmm. if they mess it up, everyone will hate them for it. So I feel like maybe it started out with a cash grab, but I feel like in the end it's not going to be a cash grab. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be. I think it's going to be All quality. of them have had great stories to them, like great messages yeah. behind their stories. You totally. got a friend in me. <laughs> got a friend in me. The clown. I'm not doing it. But yeah, if you haven't <laughs> seen that teaser, it's on YouTube. It's very short um, because it's just a teaser. You don't really see anything much. You see all your favorite um, toys, though. Until the end. Yeah, yeah. Wait till the end. That's... Watch, it, watch it all the way through. And if you're like, I don't have time for this. This is dumb. Then at least skip to the very last part because it's awesome. Yeah. It made me happy. <laughs> Though I think the buildup is what makes it awesome. Totally. So it's just, I would watch it a little yeah. Bit. It's nice. I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, I get it. It's just all the characters. And I'm like, oh, And cool. then they all, yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, one, we did get a full trailer, however, for another movie coming out in <laughs> ah! over the summer. Yeah, it's Detective Pikachu. <laughs> what is this? This movie, I think, is so surprising. We've talked about Detective <laughs> Pikachu on the show. I've berated it. I've yeah. said how I think it's stupid, and I don't think there's any reason for them to have it. And now after mm-hmm. watching this trailer, <laughs> I'm shook, I'm, guys. I bought you, the game on... Have either of you seen Looney Tunes back in action? No. no. I, well, Space yeah. Jam. Well, okay. So Looney Tunes back in action was the same idea. It was like right. very much Looney Tunes looked like cartoon Yes, and characters. then there's live people. Okay. That's what I thought... Me too. This was going to be. I thought it was just going to be sort of because you see even in the trailers um, that they release with Pokemon Go, right? They have yeah. real people, but they also have the, you know, CGI, very cartoon from the game Pokemon. I was expecting that as That's well. That's what I figured yeah. it would be. Yes. These Pokemon are borderline creepy. <laughs> they're not they're nearly so... as creepy as they could have been. That's true. I think they're creepy enough. Like I think they're, I think they're, they're realistic. Awesome. I think it's yeah. Mr. Mom is like realistic. five feet tall. I mean, but if you ever look at the stats of a Pokemon, you yeah. they're a lot bigger than you re- well or smaller than you realize a lot of time. The person is always smaller than I anticipate because they're you're like playing as a ten year old, and I'm always like, why are you only 
like four foot something and i'm like wait a second yeah and i've i've always wanted like a live action pokemon thing yeah and i was like detective pikachu why don't you just make a pokemon movie so i can see pokemon battles and stuff and we're gonna get that in this movie yeah Mm-hmm. i'm so happy and ryan reynolds yeah it took pikachu. me halfway through that trailer and i was like is that deadpool it is the one and only. That's not Danny That's DeVito. Wild. What is going on here? I'm okay with it. Not, I think it would have been so, if it was Danny DeVito. I, I bought the, you know, I bought the 3DS game and I played a bit of it. It's the same basic principle. <laughs> you're a, you're a boy. I, th- I I don't know if you have the option to play a girl or not, but you're a kid that can understand Pikachu <laughs> talking English, and he helps solve mysteries while you're looking for family. Hmm. So it's it's. I don't know if it's the same story or not. Sounds like the beginning of a, like a, it's a weird D&D campaign. It's a buddy cop crime drama. <laughs> yeah. It looks, I mean, it's extremely well done. I don't want to discredit that. But the grittiness almost looks like, it reminds me of that dude that did the Power Ranger thing. Shakar. Oh. Uh, he did a lot of dark, gritty Power Rangers. Right. And it's so unrealistically dark and gritty. The Pokemon in this, and like, it doesn't seem like it seems, real. Right? It seems it looks like a f- someone like a bunch of fans got together and made a fan movie, but they had like infinite budget, is what it looks yeah. like. Because you could see, I think the details were really, really cool. Because you're in this big city, and in the first couple of seconds, you know, the kid is talking about how he wanted to be a Pokemon trainer and you see like Sinnoh championships, like poster. And I'm like, of course that would be a thing in the Pokemon mm-hmm. universe. I think it's, uh, I'm really excited about it, man. I just, and Charizard looks th- like it's going to rip your face off and like, yeah. That Psyduck mm. is super creepy looking. The fur. Dude, I love the Psyduck. The fur on Pikachu, fur. man. Looks so fluffy. I thought that wow. that very first scene though, like he's like, I know you can't understand me, but if you don't put the stapler down, I'm going to electrocute you. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, I- <laughs> like I definitely understand you. What? Um, yeah, I think on one hand we all wanted something like a- we all wanted a live action Pokemon movie. Yeah, I think that's something yeah. from childhood. I again, I also have stories kind of had that dream but we also realized that wasn't going to be a thing i think what is cool about using this is that it does give them an opportunity to really look into what the pokemon world would look like outside of battling like they're going to include battling right sure we can see the charizard mm-hmm. we can see people fighting but it's also going to show the charizard is in a battle yeah no that's i'm assuming too. And we don't have to worry about pinning this on ash and joy like yeah ash and, and misty and brock and all the gym. I mean, yeah, and it's not going to be totally based on that. It's based. I mean, they even at the beginning say like, you know, this city is all about like Pokemon and celebrating humans the living yeah. together and celebrating the living together. Yeah. So it's really going to focus on probably the relationships and the yeah relationship between humans and Pokemon. Whether that's a, the same as in all the games or not, like I have no idea. I mean, they do mention right. trainers, so obviously that's a thing. But it's definitely taking a different spin on. What we experience um, in the games is going to say, here's the world in a different light, yeah. but it's still the same, potentially the same universe. I don't know how canon it is. I don't know I what canon it is anymore. I want my medieval Pokemon dream to be in this style. Yeah. It just... I want Peter Jackson to make a Pokemon movie that takes place in medieval times. I just... Now I'm thinking about this, though, and like... 
what's the Sonic movie gonna look like? Are they gonna <laughs> yeah. try to do this? What if they make Sonic hyper realistic? They're gonna try to do this, aren't they? I think this works well for Pokemon. I think it works really well. I have no idea. And what does Robotnik it like Sonic look is like just in this gonna... world? <sighs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. That's uh, yeah. yeah. He is the Grinch. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm. I'm a little too excited for this movie. I'm going to freak actually, out once in theater. I actually think it's legitimately going to be pretty pretty fun. They put so I'm much. I'm excited. Yeah, it doesn't look like it was it was made cuz I'm so used to Pokemon movies being, you know, very kiddish, very cartoony, very much like the power of friendship, you yeah. know? That's kind of every Pokemon so, movie. This doesn't this could have those aspects, but it doesn't visually look like any Ryan of those. Ryan Reynolds has just been playing a bit too much Toon Blast, I think. Yeah, he's addicted. Those ads. It seeped into his brain. He was willing to take on this role. I mean, he's still playing that role where he, sometime in one of the movies in the future, he's the smart mouth. Playing as an the end. No, he's playing as an NPC. He realizes he's an NPC, right? And tries to like save his video game world from being destroyed. Oh, yeah. So he's taken on. He's becoming the, um, what's his name? Zachary Levi. I feel like he's be- becoming a little bit like him, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Because Zachary Levi is all about those geeky characters and those geeky things, and I think, I think Ryan Reynolds is the same now, which is great cool. for me because I love him. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I've talked so long about that. I'm excited. That's all. No, it's all good. I'm stoked. <laughs> it it was one of the biggest surprises I think we've oh had so in a long time. I. This morning was very weird for me because I woke up, I slept in, and of course I live on the West Coast, so a lot of things, you know, on the East Coast, everywhere else in the States, those people have been awake already, news has already happened. I wake up, I see there's a Toy Story 4 teaser, and then I see there's a Detective Pikachu trailer, and then I see that Stan Lee died, and it just all in a row, and it's yeah. very strange for me. Been an emotionally <laughs> roller coaster type of day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, moving on, last bit of movie news is that, um, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, well, let's talk about it, Venom beat yeah. out Justice League in the box office. I don't think that's surprising. Sad, yeah. but not surprising. Yeah. I would agree. I saw Justice League. I've not seen Venom. Venom was really good. Yeah, I've been... I really enjoyed it. Maybe when it comes on, um... DVD or yeah, something, I'll watch yeah. it. Netflix. I think maybe. having that many characters in Justice League and not kind of building on them more was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Plus, everything's been such a mess since then. Like, I don't know what the DC universe is anymore. I have no idea. They're going to try, probably, to bring it back a little bit with Aquaman, right? Looks like they're trying to bring it back. It's also going to be like two legit. and a half hours or something like that, though. What, Cody? Uh, Aquaman's supposed to be super long. Oh, yeah. So, hopefully it's two and a half hours of good movie and not yeah. meh movie. <laughs> not <Yeah>. meh day. Meh. <laughs> meh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm coining but... that term, but I, please pay me a quarter every time you use it. <laughs> Quarter's kind of a lot. How about a... What about... I'll take a sixpence... One copper piece. <laughs> what about One copper two piece. copper piece? <laughs> Just give me shillings for the vending machine. I'll be okay. 
Uh, it's crazy though that like a Sony, yeah, spinoff. It's not movie... even MCU. It's Marvel, but it's not MCU. Yeah, did better than the biggest DC movie. Well, maybe biggest in their eyes. I don't know. Most. It should have been. It, it should have been their biggest. It should have been. It's their Avengers, right? Avengers is definitely the biggest thing right. in MCU, so it should have been biggest than DC, but. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. That's. Kind of sucks, but again, yeah, I agree with you guys. It's not surprising. Yeah. So. Rip DC! Yeah. Um. That's what our movie news is, though. So, yeah. Have you guys been watching any TV? I have. I actually watched a lot of TV this week. What did you see? Go for it, Jeff. I finished Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I was actually. I'm hoping we get a season much yeah, sooner. Yeah, we need we need more. Sooner. They leave that with a lot left to do. Mm-hmm. So there's there's still quite a bit. There's at least one more season, maybe two, depending on how yeah. they take it. I, if they follow the manga, there's a ton more oh, manga, really? my wife says, uh, of story to go to. Hmm. Okay. They're not rushing through it on the anime. Okay. It was really good, though. Yeah. Cool. I enjoy- well, it was it was good. Oh, I shouldn't say really good. Right. I did enjoy it. Yeah. There's I think I like the first season I think that's more. fair. I think the first season was better as an individual season. But it's still one yeah. of my favorite things right now uh also this week i've watched all season two of castlevania i have not watched it, it is yet. hyper r it is hard r rating no no nudity or anything like that but uh, very hard r profanity and some pretty intense grotesque like dismemberment Ooh, I mean, I guess they're working on vampires. Yeah, so. I mean, you're talking like <laughs> bite their neck, rip off their head sort of thing. Like, it is, and it shows it all. It, uh, is, it is very in your face about it. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I enjoyed that, too. It, it does wrap up the story. So, I guess we're only mm-hmm. getting those two seasons. And then uh, Dragon Prince. I've seen the first episode of Dragon Prince now. I still freaking haven't. It's and I've been meaning people to. People compare it to like Legend of Korra or something. Or no, Ruby, they call it like the animation style of Ruby. Right. I Yes. I have a hard time dealing with Dragon Prince's animation. Right. Because with with Dragon Prince's animation, like they they hyper animate things so it looks super fluid at sometimes and then they just won't animate other things sometimes. So it looks like it looks like some characters aren't even moving when there's a whole scene going on around them. It drives me nuts. But it's a lot like Ruby. It uh, still sense. drives me nuts. I... <laughs> you didn't if, like Ruby's if you're going to animate a scene, animate style. a scene. Don't leave one character completely not moving. Still. Reminds me of like PS2 era yeah and, <laughs> and it's really jarring because when stuff when they do have stuff moving and, and animated in that show it looks gorgeous but then it's just like they're like mm-hmm. nah we're not gonna animate those five dudes even though there are 15 on screen all moving at the like it looks so weird to me right so I'm, mm-hmm. i've only watched the first episode of that i'm gonna keep going with that though get through it at least listen to it while you do yeah. something i mean the, the story 
the way that that first episode ended, it's set up to be a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all I've been watching this week. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching more Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I yeah. The more I watch it, the more I like that show. It's it's such a good anime. I think when I was watching the original, it was a little bit slower, and I'm very I'm I'm still grateful I watched through. Um, what I did of the of just full, regular Full Metal Alchemist because I still think mm-hmm. it helped me be familiar with some of the characters that they definitely don't really talk much about in Brotherhood and sort of puts a different uh, light on it. Um, but the characters, I mean, one of the reasons I love Dragon Age so much, Fire Emblem, um, a lot of the games, at least RPG style <laughs> games that I play, um, a lot of the reasons I love those games so much are because of characters. And I think Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is like one of the best character... They do some of the best characterization I've seen in anime. They don't have these random tropey characters. Yeah. Everyone has mm-hmm. their own thing. Yeah. And I yeah. I love that. Um, so yeah, I, I got to a certain part that made me very sad. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't a day for rain so oh. yeah. <laughs> I was so sad um, but that's yeah I'm past that now so it can only get worse <laughs> yeah, from that's, here that's a hard part yeah. <laughs> I yeah I love that show <laughs> I will definitely continue to watch it I've also been watching you mentioned Legend of Korra um, before yeah. Joe uh, because I was watching the last airbender with a group a while ago yeah and because of because two of these people had never seen the ending or or any of the last airbender um and so now we're moving on to cora so we've been watching a little bit more of that nice i think we'll watch more tonight potentially too so yeah that's a weird show so good though yeah no i, I, more I do like cora um but it's hard to compare it to last airbender in my opinion, they seem yeah, like definitely. I don't want to say one's better than the other. I think I think they're too different, even though they are supposed to be in the same universe, right? So, yeah, yeah, a few years apart. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I've been watching, though. Uh, so cool. what have you been watching? Uh, I'm an episode behind, but I did watch the second episode of Ruby. Okay, yeah, I'm still. I'm just gonna, one day, whenever I actually have time, which may or may not happen because it's kind of getting to the end of the quarter, and end of the quarter yeah. means final projects, final tests, and lots of that <laughs> yep. crap, so I may just not have time, but... They're long episodes, about 26 minutes. I just hope I can blow through them one day, so I can yeah. just finally catch up and be on it, so... Anyway... They are, that last episode that I watched was really, really cool. They did kind of a stylistic thing, uh, which they don't often do. Mm-hmm. They usually stick with their their animation. And I I don't want to give too much away, but it was kind of kind of an origin story for some stuff. That's what I've, and here's little... the thing, I follow Ruby on Facebook, right? Yeah. And they will definitely post things, and I just try to scroll past everything. I probably should just unfollow them for the for a little Why would an official, ch- yeah, an official thing like that shouldn't be posting story-relevant stuff? 
Right. It's, it's definitely not like, uh, oh, see, this thing happened in the most recent episode. It's nothing like that. But they're just sort of like small little hints of things. And I could tell some of them just like from what I've seen, it's like, oh, it has to do with the past. It has to do with something's origin, which is cool. I'm interested in that. Lore in that in that universe interests me. So, yeah. I, uh, I'm really excited for this season. They're doing some cool stuff story-wise mm-hmm. be a lot of fun and then i i've been continuing to watch the walking dead and last week i had mentioned that it felt uh like they definitely had kind of a reboot to the to the series mm-hmm. this week it felt like it kind of fell flat as far as rebooting goes like it just it didn't feel they, they set this thing up to be like oh yeah where this is a fresh take on the show and then we got to the next episode and it was like just kidding <laughs> it's it's still walking dead guys yeah uh and i mean that's gonna be good for some people who really enjoy the show like it's gonna feel extremely familiar but i think that to tease is kind of like fresh take to it with with the same taking the same characters and putting them kind of in a new uh environment they, they could have done more with it you're making me not want to go um, back and watch this season at all now Ah, uh, it's. I mean, I mean, it's not like it know. matters. Andrew Lincoln's coming back for movies anyway. <laughs> but he did make a statement that he's never I coming did, back for shows. Whatever. Well, He'll never be back on the show. So I don't know. It's it's good. Like I don't I don't think that the season was bad or this episode was bad. I just think that they had kind of teased this idea of a um. A huge change in the in the show, and that it's not that huge okay. of a change. Yeah, I don't know. Things always seem to kind of go very yeah. formulaic yep. in that show, but it was cool. I'm I still I enjoy it, so I, I wasn't too beat up about it. Oh, and Titans. Oh yeah, Titans. yeah. And they introduced uh, Doom Patrol. They actually, I think that's the name of the episode. But Doom Patrol is the group that Beast Boy is like a part of before I've he becomes never, part of the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just, I've never heard of Doom Patrol. They're kind of they remind me of Fantastic Four. Okay. In a way, they have Elastigirl and um, they have this big like robot thing that's very much like the thing. Huh. And so. That, like it was super weird to see them in live action because I can't remember the guy's name, but the one that's like the thing, he's literally like a robot. Uh, and they Is all he have called cyborgs. You'd have to, I'm, I'm... no, no, it's not <laughs> cyborg. He's like a big, very like the thing looking machine. He's a thing looking thing. Yep, but I don't. I'll, I won't go any farther into it than that. But it was just really cool to see them in live action, and they were actually yeah. done pretty well. But what I'm liking about Titans is that it's keeping it very, even though it's got this very serious dark tone, it's very comic booky. Uh, more so, I think, than you know the Daredevil series or okay something else on Netflix. Oh, and I've I've been watching Daredevil, but we're not done with oh, it yet, yeah. so I don't want to talk too much about it because sooner or later I'll finish it. We're Ooh. pretty <laughs> far into that it now. Exists season three. I need to go watch season the rest of season two. And it's one of the best seasons of any of the Netflix shows so far. 
Like it's really good in the the cinematography. They they've always done kind of the right. hallway scene is right. been Daredevil's big thing. They've got a scene that is they clocked it out to be like over fifteen. That's minutes not a long. scene. That's an episode. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I I think it should win awards. Like, huh. it's, it's so cool. Uh, yeah, show's been absolutely amazing. But speaking of Netflix, we'll get into the, all the Netflix news that's going around. We've got two animated series okay. coming to Netflix. One of them is for Pacific Rim, which is giant robots versus oh, kaiju. That sounds yeah, like, that'd be cool. Sounds like ter- uh, uh, Transformers, almost. Transformers? Yeah, or... Gundam. Any like Japanese yeah, yeah. anime out yeah, there. Yeah. Right. Like I thought that was really weird to kind of like I feel like that was very heavily based on those type of anime. Yeah. So to make it a live action movie Code based Gaze. on these animes Ge- Code Geese influenced or... by, I guess, and then make an anime about it. Mm-hmm. Is strange. Uh, and then the other one is Altered Carbon, which I assume would be a lot like Ghost in the Shell, very rated R. Yeah. yeah. Dark and gritty. Huh. We'll see. I don't know. I think the Pacific Rim one is perfect for anime, uh, but almost kind of on the nose in a way. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be like, it's so good, but of course it's going to be good because they've yeah. done it before. And then we talked last week about uh, the Doctor Who not having a Christmas special. N- Sabrina, which I still haven't watched. I'm hearing great things. They are getting a holiday special. Really? For that show. They're also getting Netflix sued by the by the yeah. atheists. No, the Satanists. Yeah, by Satanists. Wait, wait. I didn't yeah. know about that. They have. I they probably should have put that in the, yeah. in the show. And the Satanists were like, "That's based off of the Satanist statue." Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, you." The Satanists said, "You, you're painting us in a bad light. You can't do that. We're gonna sue you." <laughs> like, <laughs> you're appropriating. That's pretty our much culture. Yeah. I think that's wow. a, I think that's a quote. You're appropriating our religion. It might have been something to that effect. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Guys, they're being sued. That's so interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Satanism. <laughs> Satanism doesn't stand for demons and things. We stand for us. Well, I don't know which one grieves is, but for people who want to know that Satanism has got two sects. There's one that believes in Satan as like a deity uh, or anti-deity, a, I guess. I don't know. A don'tity. I put that. Uh, but, as, but as a real breathing being, and then you have Satanists that are atheists, and they don't actually believe that there is a real Satan, but they believe that uh, they believe in principles that are based off of Satan. So their, their argument is that this, God, this, is this is going is really, places? Yeah, it's good for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Their belief is that God is the enemy of man, even though it, it doesn't make sense if you're a Christian. Like they did, they didn't read the whole book. It's to, to me, but they uh, they believe that God is the enemy of man because God was keeping us from knowledge and power and wisdom and that like with the fruit. Yes, and so Satan was trying to free us from a tyrant god wow i guess that and is so their whole ideology is based huh? off of <laughs> i've never yeah. heard that mm-hmm. i 
again, like you're you didn't read the whole book. Like you didn't get to the end, obviously. <laughs> like you're on the losing side. I don't side. think you realize your guy's a bad uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's kind of the idea. And like the whole ideology with Satanism is that uh, enjoyment is everything. Indulgence, in yeah. Life. Yeah. Yeah, and then as long as you are not hurting someone else, that you should be free to do whatever you want. Um, but we all know as Christians, like that doesn't that doesn't work out. Even if there's like heaven and hell isn't real, and you want to get in like the idea of sin and its effects in the real world, like it it destroys us yeah. in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Satanists don't believe that. It's, it's a whole say, different thing. But either way, I think they it's believe that, that with modern science, you know, you can look at things that God commanded the Israelites to do. And you're like, why in the world would he Mm -hmm. command that? Like, looking at it from that perspective, you're like, well, they got to go outside of the camp to poop? We we have a toilet in our bathroom. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You're like, (laughs) no, God knew that they would get sick if they didn't do that kind of stuff. I don't don't know. Just... Yeah. Well, I... Yeah, I mean, we yeah. could we could really get into it, but like even the th- the ideas of like lust, uh, giving into to lust, like it ruins relationships, it, it creates loneliness, um, and that I mean loneliness can create all sorts of problems for you as well, um, all the way up into suicide, yeah. um, you know, all of that kind of stuff is. God's not saying don't do things for His benefit; He's saying don't do those things for your benefit. Yeah, and that's that's proved over and, and over in the Bible. Right. Every time I, he I went to people... like, we want this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> he says, that's dumb. Don't do that. They do it anyway. I'm telling they you really guys, I programmed you. They repent. They ask for forgiveness. God forgives them. Like, it's a thing. Right. I just read through Hosea. It's a thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> People think that, like, God's trying to keep us from, like, having fun or whatever, but it's just, just like, it's immediate gratification that, that yeah. kind of leads to destruction instead of... Yeah. Anyways. Totally. We can preach. Either way. We can preach. Yeah. Satanism. <laughs> All that because of Sabrina uh, the Teenage Witch. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just so interesting how I feel like a lot of people pin Satanists as, in a certain light of, like, oh, they love evil. But this, nothing's evil. They don't to consider like, themselves. They don't evil. consider that. They they think what they do is good. They think what they do is like all this, and some of the things that they do may be good, but a lot of it yeah. can be harmful, and they just don't know. It's it's very interesting to me seeing the differences. Right, like they're kind to others, but the kindness is because it ultimately serves themselves. They yeah. get gratification out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Totally. So yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Yeah. That was a good conversation. Uh, and other news that seems way less important now: Crunchyroll is removing hundreds of shows from Funimation. Um, yeah. That are Funimation. Other way around, I guess. Funimation well, is really removing yeah. them from Crunchyroll. They they broke because Funimation. Yeah. Funimation has their own streaming service, and it seems like they're really kind of pushing towards that. They parted ways with. VRV, and we didn't really know the extent of what that would mean, mm-hmm. but they, they've pulled hundreds of shows, which I didn't realize there were hundreds of shows on Crunchyroll from Funimation. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't either. Yep. But pretty big deal. I don't. I don't. I'm sure, not all of them were dubbed. <laughs> so that's probably why I didn't know about right, them. You got to wait for the beat to drop. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> anyways i don't know that's it's sad i don't like this branching of different streaming services it's gonna get really expensive really soon it already you're already paying for one streaming service that i'm not because you're watching one tv show yeah and my main reason for vrv is because of animation or my crunchyroll account because we have VRV, we have Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I I don't like it. I want everything to be on one streaming service. But if there was only one streaming service, they'd have an, a monopoly. There would be no reason for it's. This goes this goes all kinds of places. Right. It, competition is good in, yeah. in Western well, then society. Give me, well, then give me three of them <laughs> yeah. and not twenty of them. That'll and work they itself can find out. Each other. I mean, if the market doesn't demand it, it'll it'll fade. Yeah, it'll be a while though. I don't know. We do have that's all of our TV news. We do have a discussion question from Celeste. Celeste asks us, "What is our favorite podcast or YouTube channel besides Geeks Under Grace?" Maybe this one be kind of a quick one for us. Um, Joe, they podcast? are foul mouthed as all get out, but I love the Giant Bombcast and the Giant Beastcast. Uh, those those personalities, those guys have been doing this for years and years, guys and girls. Um, they actually kind of specialize mm-hmm. in video content, but um, Jeff Gersman, the guy that founded them, was the one who was let go from GameSpot a few years ago because he gave an honest review of um, Kane and Lynch 2, and GameSpot was running an ad like they 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 had dedicated ad space to Kane and Lynch 2 on the site when his review went up and they told him like remove oh. like change your change your score and he said no that would you know denigrate the integrity of what I do so they fired him right and then he started giant bomb and they've been doing their uh. podcast for about a decade now yeah, yeah they I listened to the whole thing it's pretty cool and then the, the guys yeah. on the East Coast I uh, have their own podcast the as well. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite YouTube um, channel? I don't know. I go back and forth. I, I like I like some of the maker stuff. The dudes that like spin stuff up on a lathe. I think that's really neat to watch. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I, I of course I still watch Good Mythical Morning a lot, but I think a lot of what they've started doing is just drivel. Some of it's occasionally interesting. Most of it's just okay. mindless drivel. But but uh, I don't watch a lot of YouTube. So I haven't recently. All right, Shelly, favorite podcast? You don't really, do you listen to a lot of I, podcasts? I don't really listen to podcasts. No. I know a YouTube lot show. of people tell me to listen to... There's a D&D one. I forget what it's called. Roll for initiative. But they're... No. Oh, what's it called? I don't remember. There's this one D&D one that a lot of my friends reference and they say, you need to watch this or you need to listen to this because you would love it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, whatever. But I haven't. So, favorite whatever YouTube I want to, gosh. channel. Yeah. <laughs> favorite YouTube channel. Uh, 
probably Jontron. Okay. He's very foul mouthed, okay. but honestly, a lot, a lot of people have problems with him too. I speaking of Satanist, his whole Satanist video about D and D is I amazing. I love that video. That's the one that I will show, especially if my I'll I'll tell D and D friends to watch it, and that gets them hooked on Jontron, <laughs> and then we watch more Jontron. That's that's what's happened. So good. I, I I love him. I don't know, and of course he hasn't released a video. I don't know you who were talking he about is. I've not seen the Satanist video. It's okay. not, it's about, so there is a real, it's about a, so there's this movie that was released, um, that was created off of some Christian okay. comics. Um, and I don't remember the exact name of the comics, but the, basically this one's, you know, comic that was based off of the dangers of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> was created into a movie called, it's like Darkest Dungeon okay. or something. There's a game called that. I was going to say that. Darkest Dungeon yeah. is definitely no, it's a game. Not, it's not, it's not... It's not the name of the game. It's different. It's like dark. It has something to do with dark okay. and dungeon. I can't remember what you're talking about. I, I can't remember the name, but I know what you're the talking about. The darkest dungeon, maybe. But it basically, Jontron, and he's like super, like, I don't think he's theistic at all, but he watches this and just basically makes fun of it the whole time. It's so funny watching him. The way he does it, though, is like. I just love his humor. They play scenes from the movie. Yeah. And then he makes his own scenes and injects them into... Yeah. I mean, this is just like John... Like, he does this with... um, I mean, he does basically video game reviews. He'll do... um, Like, there's videos off about, like, Disney spinoff games or Disney bootleg games or um, random plug-and-play games. Like, different reviews of, like, Mm -hmm. multiple different things. He does an entire, um, like four, five, six episode long um, thing all about every single Star Wars game. And he has like a pretty high budget because he only posts maybe two or three times a year. He hasn't posted almost at all this wow. year, I don't think. He doesn't post like oh, wow, to YouTube like at all. Um, so people freak out whenever he does post something because it's like he doesn't post anything at all. But when he does post something, it's super high quality. Um, really good. The one that me and my friends joke about currently is the flex tape one because he did one off of um he did he, he basically did one of his you know review one of his jontron shows off of the flex tape uh, okay. infomercial and it's just it's so fu- you wouldn't think that it's funny i don't know maybe people don't think that that sort of thing is funny but it's hilarious because the guy's just like i just saw this bullet in half and jontron's just like how are you going to, like, fix that, ta- like, use flex tape to fix that boat? Like, that's impossible. Then he makes, like, a whole boat out of fl- flex tape. It's, like, it's it's really funny if you um, should watch I guess it. But... If, if I had to pick one gaming channel that I do actually like, that I think conceptually is interesting, I think Gerard, the completionist. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> just think the way he does his reviews, because he literally does everything a game lets you do. And I think that's mm-hmm. fascinating because I've done that for under 20 games in my life. And that's how he makes his living. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe's my favorite Let's Player, but he doesn't do that anymore. Joe! <laughs> we didn't have a whole lot of success with it. I know. That's that's legitimate. Um, it didn't get the, the push-off that we were hoping for, but Joe's really good. Okay. I would agree. You can watch him stream every once in a while. Thank you. Yeah, definitely streaming is our... We may not... 
people may not watch our let's plays a lot but i think people do enjoy our streams yeah for sure mm -hmm. interacting with folks is super fun is yeah where it's at mm -hmm. yeah cool my my favorite podcast i wish that they were longer or that they did more than one a week is game scoop from ign i mean ign does like six different podcasts every week so. and i if I really run out, I'll kind of watch the other ones. What I do is I watch, I watch, I listen to Game Scoop usually for my workouts, and then I've been able to cut it out to where I just use it for running, which is only like ten minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't run; I hate running. And then <laughs> I listen to music for the rest of it to kind of save it. And then Giant Bomb is kind of my overflow uh, podcast for when I'm when I'm doing other stuff. See, I I do it the other way around. Okay, <laughs> Game Scoop is my overflow. If I run out of the six hours of giant bomb cast, I think it's in Game Scooping. Yeah, I really enjoy. I really like Game Scoop. I like Giant Bomb too. Game Scoop for me, I it's more hyper focused on the stuff. I, I feel like I'm learning more mm -hmm. when I listen to it. I yeah. have listened to the other Game Scoops or other IGN things. I like Unfiltered a lot, but I I don't know. They're I, I think I really like the team that is the normal game scoop um including i can't remember everyone's names it's gonna really bug me but damien's great damon yeah uh-huh yeah i guess it's damon not damien i always call him damien damon hatfield yeah. Yeah. and then youtube channel i think my favorite youtube channel right now as of recording this and this could change easily would be shane dawson dude wow. his did you watch his stuff on... Uh, yeah, I kept forgetting to talk about it on the podcast. He had a whole thing about Jake Paul. Really? I watched that oh, whole thing I'm as he interested was releasing it. That. I don't really follow him. It's but hours never... of footage, Shelly. Oh, it is. gosh. It's, I mean, I, I watched it... I watched it over the course of several days. Yeah, you've probably got eight hours, maybe more That's a lot. footage there to watch. But it's this... The, the beginning, it, it changed its tone, and I'm glad it did. The whole idea of it was like, is Jake Paul a sociopath? And then they like really kind of deep dive into that, and he he got criticism for it, but he was like overreacting to every little thing and yeah. trying to kind of overhype it. Uh, and then once you get the criticism for it, you, you got to kind of see more of a real look into jake paul's life and it got really interesting mm -hmm. they did a really great job with it i i'm 33 years old i shouldn't care about a 21 year old and what he does but i thought it was really interesting yeah well with like logan paul's controversy and jake paul really got kind of like thrown into that as well and yeah jake paul's had his own controversies in the past like he's not been an awesome person by any means mm -hmm. yeah but this kind of throw through some context into why he is the way he is, uh, which is really cool. I don't know. Yep. Shane Dawson's doing a really good job with it. I, I'm excited. He's done other stuff like this in the past. I watched before that his, I can't remember the name of the con. He went to some convention and there was a ton. It was VidCon and then TanaCon. That's what it was called. And so he was going to go guest at TanaCon. And it was literally the same weekend as VidCon in the same city, like blocks away. And it was a complete nightmare. Uh, people thought that it was uh, a con. Or not a con, but like, you know what I mean? Not a convention con, but like a con artist con. Okay. 
And so he he was guesting there, and then the whole thing uh, was trash. And so he investigated into it and, like, what exactly happened. Uh, and this investigative journalism kind of thing into YouTubers has really been kind of cool. Hmm. What is TanaCon? TanaCon was literally someone who was really mad about VidCon, and so she, Tana, yeah. decided that she was going to make her own convention. <laughs> Can I do that? I want to do that. I, if you want to. <laughs> no, come. Maybe two friends will. <laughs> I thought I thought you were talking about, what is what is the name of the the free-to-play game that the CrossForge gamer guys are always playing? War? I can't remember the I name of the game. Know. It's free-to-play. But... Your characters in those are called Tenos, T-E-N-N-O. Oh, Tana is uh, a woman, a YouTuber. Warframe, yeah, thank you, LJ. Who, yeah, she just... And they do have a Warframe convention. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. It, so it was literally another was VidCon, but it was kind of a slap in the face to VidCon. Hmm. Okay. It was like, this one's actually for the fans kind of thing. Hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Shane Dawson did a whole thing on it. Uh, I, I really like this investigative journal. I hope that he gets better at it because right now he still is like really emotional and he gets very invested personally. Uh, and I think that as time goes by, they're going to be less personal for him. It'll be more about the investigation and the facts than it will be. I, I felt yes. like he fed Jake Paul a lot of the answers in his last episode because he gets a one-on-one with Jake Paul and he's like, I feel like you feel this way. Is that correct? Yeah. And then Jake would go, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and it was like, I I want to see him kind of hone this, this new craft. This is a new thing for him. Yeah. Shane Dawson used to be very smosh-like skits and stuff. Yeah, right. I... Uh, YouTube culture is so interesting. It's so <laughs> interesting. YouTuber culture, I should pro- probably say. Not necessarily YouTube culture, because it's more to YouTube than YouTubers. But YouTubers take up a huge part of YouTube, and they... They have a culture. It's yeah, well, yeah. Super weird. That's cool. That's <laughs> fine. And I think that will be where we end the show. Yeah. So, Joe, where can they find you? At? Find me on Twitter, at Joe Knows Games, and Shelly? you can find me on Twitter at the Shellshock Twenty Four, and you can find me on Tuesdays playing Undertale. That I did forget to mention. That is technically a new game i've been playing but i only played two hours for the stream um of undertale oh i didn't mention this i haven't mentioned this in the news did you know that that guy released yeah, a, sequel, a another game of. in that yeah, universe i did hear about that i was probably yeah Delta i was gonna Rune. play that after huh? undertale probably i have no idea how long undertale is though. it's it's free and episodic if i remember hmm. correctly yeah i do cool. remember anna playing it for extra life a little bit but um but yeah, that game, that game's, huh, it's a, it's a ride. I'll say that. But you can find me, uh, playing that, uh, Tuesday nights at, uh, twitch.tv slash Cool. And you can find me on Twitter at Cody Armor. Close and keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye-bye. Peace.